What should we call this one? Um, I don't honestly know. Stick a cork in. Stick a cork in it, Bikram. Your dick hole? Yeah. That's a Stick really a cork in your dick hole, Bikram. <laughs> <laughs> my god did you see that little girl get bit by the by the horse yeah yeah i was so uncomfortable she rallied she was fine i wasn't gonna make it something if it wasn't gonna be something not my monkey not my circus yeah but i was like oh my god if that was my child like if that was my child oh if it was my child it'd be like you must have deserved it (laughs) i mean that girl didn't oh my god i didn't even tell you Hmm. i almost got in a fight last night with who this lady who did not get out of her car but she almost fucking ran over Jameson. We were coming out of his pr- of the tryouts, uh-huh. and she she drove, and then we were she w- she was driving through the parking lot looking for spaces. Uh-huh. We are crossing the way, and wait for her to go. She pops it in reverse and jets backwards, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Aldridge like goes and grabs JMO, and I was like, "Stop!" Like it was honestly the craziest thing, and I was like. And I just look at Aldridge. I was like, I'm going to go to jail. And then we're like loading. We're we're both like, I'm like, what the fuck was that? Aldridge is like, oh, my fucking God. And we're just standing there for a second. And I'm like, OK, we just walk to the car. And then I'm like, that's not enough. I would go back up to the she's still looking for parking. I go up to her window and I go, excuse me. Her windows rolled her windows up. She rolls it down. And I was like, in the future, she's like, I saw you guys. I was like, no, you didn't. I was like, in the future, she rolls her window up. And I was going to fucking punch her car. I was so, so mad. I've n- never thought my kid was going to get hit by a car so much more in that. Yeah. Like, Ew. good thing it wasn't Shep. Shep's a, oh, Shep Shep's, I literally made sure I was like holding Shep's hand because I knew the parking lot was crazy. Yeah. Where was this? Where's that? Oh, oh. Ooh, dicey. A small parking lot. Mm-hmm, very small parking lot. Yeah. But I, you know, when like, yeah, yeah. I just got mama bear and I'm like, that's not enough. I need to go back. I must let her know. Yeah. She did have kids in the car. She has a responsibility to drive. Like, not like a psycho. Not, not like a psycho. Where kids. The parking lot and was. Instead, you just say, "Oh my god, packed. I'm so sorry." Something. So crazy. Get out of the car and say, "Oh my god, I am like that was my fault." Yeah. Or don't even have to get out of the car. Just say it, or you know, or just apologize profusely because yeah. it was warranted. And oh my god, yeah, no, I was, I was ready. It's probably better she didn't get out of the car. I honestly don't remember the last time I saw red like that in my life. It took me a while to calm down. Hours. Oh my god. Hours to calm down. Thus the migraine. Thus the migraine. Or the headache. The headache, the tension headache. Yeah. Threw me for a spin. At that point, I was like, I had, yeah, it was, my blood was, yeah. I really was like, I'm going to physically punch somebody. Yeah. I don't normally get to that point. I don't yeah. normally resort to violence. But when she was like, I saw you guys, I saw you guys, and like rolled up the window, that's when I was like, because at first I was going to just say, in the future, when you're driving through a parking lot and you know there are millions of kids and families like walking around, like 
going in and out of the parking lot because there were tryouts. People were, you know, it was there. It was one tryout after the next. Slow the fuck down. Yeah. And what happened was she thought she was good. She was trying to pop it in reverse to get to this one car that was backing out. She wanted the spot. There was already another car waiting. Yeah. And you don't pop it in reverse like that, bitch. Like that's that was shysty what you were trying to do. Steal it from somebody else. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was so mad. So now and it was a it was a white Tesla, the um, not uh-huh. the regular one, but the not the not the Model 3, but the bigger uh, one, yeah, yeah. but not with the doors that. Yeah. So I saw a few of them today because they're everywhere. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck that car. Yeah. I like I'm getting like ragey just by seeing white Teslas now, which she's is like be on GMO's team. No, she because she she was trying oh. to find try she was trying to find a parking spot, so it wouldn't be it would mm. yeah. I'm like, how about your kids are in the car, and how about you do the right thing because you're in front of your kids? Yeah, especially yeah, especially. Well, I was ready to stab somebody. I swear to God, if she yeah, it was bad. I'm I, I can't remember the last time I got like that. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not in jail. <laughs> <laughs> JMO was like, oh my God. Like he was even, he was freaked yeah. out. I can see him going like this and Aldridge grabbing him. Yeah. I can Party still spot see is, that. Like, not that big of a deal. Come on. And if you're late, yeah. you're late. Like, yeah, everyone can see the parking lot. Fucking tryouts. Yeah. Oh, rage. Ew, I hate. I know. I want to find her. I should have like got her license plate. I was just so mad. Oh my God. Like in a. What I would have done with our like, license like MacGruber, where he's just like repeat repeating the license plate over and over, just and over, over and over. I'm like everything is like written down yeah. in all the notebooks, and I'll see, I'll yeah, find, like bump into them. Gosh, it's for the best. It's for she the best. She would have completely forgotten about it, and like you're like two years ago, you almost killed my son. Yes, the fuck exactly. <laughs> like <laughs> some like law abiding citizen type shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> like make some elaborate plan. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, no. I honestly don't remember the last time I got so like upset, protective, ragey like that. But yeah, I don't know. It was crazy. Okay, I feel better. Thanks. <laughs> Just saying it. <laughs> Just saying it out loud. White Tesla lady. White Tesla lady, if you were at <laughs> last night, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Your kids are cool. They should have a better role model because you were di- you were fucking jack shit last night. I'm so mad. I went there. Oh, that was kind of rough. But they should. Honestly, that wasn't that bad. Your kids should have a better role model. No. How rude of you. The diss of the century. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, Watch yeah. out for these burns. Ooh, <laughs> coming here. in hot. <laughs> coming in hot. Get dodgy. But no, it was just the fucking craziest shit. And I was, yeah, it was not to be fucked with last night. And then my kids kept fucking with me, so there's a, they're allowed. <laughs> they got the wrath of... Where's my favorite pencil on planet Earth? Dude, have you erased with this pencil you gave me? Yeah. That's very satisfying. I know. Oh, found it. This, uh, wait, what brand is it? It's like that really cute... Am I pushing? Altitude. What? Are you having a baby right now? <laughs> I couldn't reach, so I, like, used my foot to push on my hand to get my... <laughs> oh my god we're with it today yeah, we are i like it it's fine it is very relaxing recording during the day and it not really being is. like it's so late i'm yeah. so tired yeah no this is it is nice it's this it's the i know mm-hmm. altitude 
at Target. Altitude at Target. Mechanical Shout pencils. Out. Your eraser is top notch. They have an aesthetic uh, color palette. They really do. This is very calming to my eyeballs. Yeah. They also have like a terracotta color and a sage color. It was a pack. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. That would have been the one. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember the last time I used a mechanical pencil, but I think we should bring them back. Yeah. I know. Well, so I bought some mechanical pencils for the kids and their minds were blown. They're like, you can just do that. Well, they were like, these are shit. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, it broke. What? And I was like, yeah. And you're pushing too hard. Well, no. So they, so I was like, they were like, it broke. Yeah. Now what I am I supposed to do? Away. And I was like, no. You click, click, click. And then you could see their eyes just like, what? Yeah. Yeah. No, these are nice. Um, okay. I guess we should get into it. Let's get into it. I'm Jenna. I'm Jess. There's a trigger warning for sexual assault and harassment and the R word. Mm. I'm so excited about this one. Honestly, the <laughs> R word fucks me up. I know. Cannot. What did we watch? Oh, my God. American Nightmare. Mm. Oh, you finished it? Yeah. In like two I did. nights. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, because, you know, I had to get ready and go to a birthday party. <laughs> a kid's birthday party. Had to cut my yeah. <laughs> traumatic. Yeah. R word sucks. I liked that. I liked that one because I remember when it happened. And it wasn't like resolved, so I just kind of forgot about it. Honestly, it was in the Bay Area. So I'm I was feeling like, like Denise and Aaron need to like. Didn't they end up suing? Yeah, I thought they should have got more money. It's like they a million dollars. Got more money. Yeah, for all that trauma. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, more. Oh, seriously. Spoiler alert! <laughs> if you haven't watched it already. <laughs> My God. Okay, so we're talking about. Bikram Chaudhry. Mm. I know. I kept putting this episode because he's just like the worst. But I mean, it's like we have to cover it because so many other like so many things tie back to it. Yeah, it's so intertwined. And we knew that we were going to have to cover it eventually. So but he's just the worst. He's like vibe is the worst. I mean, we've come across a lot of people that are the worst, but like, you know, they're dead. Yeah. Or they're like, but he's still coming somewhere out there. Yeah. In the universe. Bikram Chaudhry was born in, like, I just start because I'm like, I got to get through this Mm -hmm. thing. So Bikram Chaudhry was born in Calcutta in 1944. So he begins training under Bishnu Ghosh in 1962 at the age of 18, specializing in bodybuilding and massage, not yoga. At this point, he's doing like, uh, like jackass level yoga stunt mm-hmm. he's like laying on a bed of nails and having a motorcycle run over him or he's like letting his forearm being run over like full-on steve style and he's wearing again a little speedo yeah just a lot of nothing a lot of nothing um in 1969 he trained for six ne- six months studying on un- studying oh my god my brain it's okay it's okay glitch Glitch. In 1969, he trained for six months studying yoga asana, but Ghosh dies in 1970, so he's unable to finish his training. Okay. Bikram tells a story that he was taken as a young child by Bishnu Ghosh, trained like at the age of five, trained as a yoga prodigy, and won the national yoga championship three years in a row as a teenager and traveled the country performing yoga stunts with Ghosh. 
The National Yoga Championship of India didn't even start until 1974. I was going to say, nobody's going to argue because guy's dead. Well, and this is pre-internet. So like, you can really make up you can whatever really make you up want. anything pre-internet yeah. and no one could really say shit. Yeah. So he says he came to the U.S. and his first student is Elvis, then President Nixon, then the Beatles. How does he escalate that quickly? Mm. It's so crazy. I guess it's just confident. I remember when that, when I saw that, I was like, Bleh. Yeah. So Bikram Yoga is a set. So we're, I'm kind of skipping ahead. I'm not going to do the like quick reveal where I'm like, guess what? He was lying because Everybody just know knows. that everything he says <laughs> is pretty much a lie. Bullshit. So Bikram Yoga is a set series of 26 postures said to a very specific script that takes about 90 minutes to complete. It's in a 104 degree room, which is supposed to, according to Bikram, mimic the the heat of India. But I guess like one time he was really cold and he turned on the heaters. And after that, he was like, this is nice. I'm not going to (laughs) stop. Which I get. Which I get. Because I do do love a heated room. But 104 is aggressive. But I do like a heated room. Uh, 104 to me is perfect if it's only at about 50% humidity. Mm, maybe the humidity of it all. It's the humidity, depending on the humidity. I don't love it too humid. Mm. but um, So he claims to have invented the sequence, but Mukhal Dutta, who was also a student of Bishnu Ghosh, ended up years later publishing a booklet called Yoga Cure by Ghosh that predates the Bikram sequence. See? He was super irritated that Bikram was calling this his sequence and like suing people, and he had the only copy of this booklet in existence. And so he advocated for its publication and like basically to be like fuck you yeah i like it you stole this yeah i want you to go down back on track so 1971 bikram comes over to the u.s and lands in la where he starts teaching at spas and wellness resorts including a place called the ashram in calabasas it was run by a swedish naturopath and chiropractor named Anne marie benstrom a few years after teaching, Benstrom and actress Shirley MacLaine helped him open his own studio in L.A. just called Yoga College of India. Like, super simple. Uh-huh. It was in the basement of a bank building on Wilshire, and he even slept in the building while they began to build, like while he began to build his student base. And at first, it was as it was traditional in India, classes were free. There was just a little donation box, maybe an actual tissue box. Who knows? <laughs> And um, it was to encourage donations, but it really didn't bring in much money. So Shirley MacLaine is like, well, you can't run your business like this in America. So he starts charging $5 and then class grew like crazy. Yeah, naturally, because that's yeah. like giving away yoga. Yeah, it's like something that's like free. You're like, mm, but cheap. You're like, yeah, ah, give, it, give it yeah. to me. At this point, he was in his late 20s. He would teach shirtless and he would wear like this colorful sarong and was very strict but charismatic. And he quickly built a strong following, many of whom were famous, like Shirley MacLaine. You know Shirley MacLaine? This lady. Still checking. Oh, you looking her up too? Yeah, I'm looking. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love her. So Shirley MacLaine, first most like prominent students, Susan Sarandon, Raquel Welch, Candace Bergen, Martin Sheen, all regulars. His classes were brutal, but the results brought people back. One testimonial reads. <laughs> I love this. I mean, it says stupid, but I just it made me chuckle. Mm-hmm. It says, quote, I went from a size six to a size four in Ann Klein's in one month. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So good. In Anne Klein. <laughs> In Anne Klein, specifically. <laughs> Many people were coming five or six days a week. And at the beginning, it seemed to be he 
genuinely did seem to be interested in helping people and like spreading the word of yoga. Tony Sanchez, his apprentice at the time, said he was very disciplined early on. He began making as he began to make money, he started to emulate. Guess who? That everyone is like, I want to be like him. Who? Osho. Oh, my God. Okay. So he starts being like, he said, okay, so. Honestly, Tony Sanchez, I don't, I'm not good with time frames. I didn't know if Osho was trying to be like the Bikram. No, no. Bikram's trying to be like Osho. Yeah, I, that makes sense. But. So Tony Sanchez said that. He said, quote, there were a lot of articles about Rajneesh, his affluence and power and the way he lived his life with Rolls Royces and Rolexes. And that made Bikram feel that anything was possible. Mm. On 19 or in 1974, he appeared on The Tonight Show to demo part of his sequence and it launched him into celebrity status. And unlike other gurus, so unlike Bhagwan, unlike Yogi Bhajan, he's young. At that time, he's good looking and he was shredded. He was shredded. I do remember him being shredded. No, when he's young, he he yeah. is very cute. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing more beloved in LA than like spirituality and like sporting rock hard abs. Yeah, yeah. If it's you can LA, do both, that is yeah. That's like you're nailing it. <laughs> the epitome of things that people love in LA. Yeah, rock hard abs Spirit. and spirituality. <laughs> By the mid-80s, his business was very successful, and he was making good money. He was charging $20 a class, which is the equivalent of about $60 today. Oh, my God. Oh, Could he you imagine? really? No. A drop-in for $60? No. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. I could see why it got it, it. I mean, he's a celebrity at this point, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, if, if you're going to class and you're like, I don't know, Candace Bergen might be there, or like Susie Sarandon, then yeah. you're like, fuck yeah, The I'm excitement go. of that, like, I'm going. I'm going to take class with yeah. all these celebrities. So in 1984, he marries the five-time national yoga champion, champion Raja Sri Chakrabarti, who was only 20 at the time. He was 40, no judgment. Mm-hmm. But it, it was definitely an arranged marriage. It was not like he went and he was like, I have this business. This girl's going to be advantageous to my business. So he marries her. Gotcha. Much to the surprise of his living girlfriend back in the States. Oh, my God. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had a live-in girlfriend, and then he brought He's Raja like, oh, Shree back, by and the he way, was like, you got to go. This is my wife. <laughs> you got to get the step in. Uh-huh. So Bikram used the marriage to further his business, and he takes Raja Shree on this, like, press tour where she does, like, yoga in front of people, and then he just talks about how great he is. Uh, naturally. Yeah. Things are going well, so well, in fact, that in 1985, Raquel Welch releases Raquel Welch's Total Fitness and Beauty Workout on VHS. And it's almost exactly Bikram's set sequence, like, and the dialogue from class. Uh 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 So he sues her and they settle out of court for enough money that he's able to build a $600,000 home in L.A., which in 1985 monies is about like $1.7 million now. Which is, yeah, a freaking ballin'-ass house. Yeah. Yeah. So it also brings to light this opportunity. People are hungry for what he's teaching and he can very easily – it can very easily be parroted in the way that he wants. Mm Mm-hmm. So in 1994, he begins his infamous teacher trainings. They would happen twice a year. 400 people would pay about 10 grand to cram into a tent set up at a hotel for a chance to be a teacher and to memorize the 45-page dialogue required to teach the class. 45 pages. 
That is so crazy. That is so much. There's no way. I mean, I guess there is, but I feel like now when you guys teach, it's not always, you know, you guys well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, um, Bikram certified trained. or whatever. Yeah, I'm not a Bikram teacher, but the trainings lasted nine, we- nine weeks. They were expected to be there six days a week, starting at 8 a.m. The day consisted of two 90 minute practices and they're not like two different practices. It's not like, oh, like a regular practice and then like a restorative. It was like the same sequence both times. Jesus. To drill it into memory. Was it heated? Yeah. Um, There's posture clinics, anatomy, and lectures. But the lectures were just Bikram rattling on and off about like whatever pops into his head. I remember seeing this. I think it was, a, it was on the Netflix documentary where like he was teaching a class and like yelling at them and standing on their backs. Yeah. Okay. So what they do is like, I don't know what the pose is called because I don't fucking do it. But basically, like they'll be doing like an extreme back bend and then he'll come and he'll step on their hip bones. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, he like st- he stands on their hip bones, which is not stable and not good for your back. Right. And, um, if he were really teaching anatomy or knew what the fuck he was talking about, <laughs> he wouldn't have done that. Like it's like it blows my mind. Yeah, because he's like almost like bouncing on them. Yeah, which is so bad. Like even like you don't he's like to fuck like somebody up. Jump into like like child's pose like right away because you have to work yeah, into that. No, yeah. I mean. No, there's just mm, no. I can't. No, it makes no, me. I just remember like, like look like that scene. I'm like, that, he's fucking awful. Yeah, I can't imagine. No, 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 no. Don't love, no. especially with like hip. I don't know. Your your hips get so fucked up, and if your hips are fucked up, then that like travels up the spine, and it like leads to other imbalances. And he's just bit bit mm-hmm. can't. Anyway, mm-hmm. so sometimes he felt like he wanted to watch a Bollywood movie with the whole group and that would last sometimes until 3 a.m and then they were still expected to be there at 8 8 a.m the next morning so trainees were deprived of sleep food water and to use the bathroom he would say and um i'm sorry mom (laughs) because i know she's listening (laughs) uh but he would say quote this is a quote not me paraphrasing or anything this is an actual quote he would say stick a cork in your pussy and (gasps) Put a string around your dick because there are no bathroom breaks. Oh, Un- my God. Quote. Sorry, Mom. Yeah. That's, first of all, stupid because we don't pee through our pussies. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he knows anatomy. Remember? I mean, he, <laughs> two seconds ago, I don't he doesn't. think he does. I yeah. don't think he does. Uh, he was verbally abusive to trainees and would often humiliate them in front of the crowd and tell them it was because he loved them more because he would tell them the truth. He's quoted as saying, quote, I am a butcher and I tried to kill you, but don't worry, yoga is the best death. My God. See, it's like glorifying the pain and, you know, there's like a lot of beauty that can come through pain, but mm-mm. So Sarah Bond came to training with a love for the practice already. She had developed scoliosis in high school and yoga helped her spine and relieved the pain. So she dropped out of school at Washington State in 2005, took out a loan and enrolled in a teacher training in L.A. She quickly I mean, she's beautiful. She quickly caught Bikram's eye and she thought it had to do with her very deep back bend. But his gaze made her uncomfortable after class, he asked her to stay behind. He told her that they knew each other in a past life, and he kisses her on the cheek, and the she's fuck? like, that's weird. Yeah. Um, don't love it. No thanks. But whatever. Gross. 
And then a few days later, she's called into his office and he says, should we make this like a thing? Like, what should we do about this? I've never felt this way about anyone. And she was like, oh, my God, no. And she just like is upset, leaves the room immediately, tells someone in management, like in a management position for the training. And they just were like, you know what? You're just going to have to separate the man from the teacher. Like, just so you know, just grin and bear it. Separate the man from the teacher. And you need to keep this information to yourself. So for the rest of the training, not much happened, but mostly because she just like avoids him. Good. And she finishes teacher training, becomes a certified Bikram yoga teacher. And then in 2007, she goes to Hawaii to assist a training. And he keeps making these little advances, but she deflect. And the thing is, is that like assisting a teacher training benefits you like career wise, mm-hmm. because then those people who are at the training end up following you, being students of you as well. Mm-hmm. It's like a good now, it's good to like promote yourself. Yeah. You know, so it's like advantageous to do these trainings for your career. So she keeps going. So a year later, she agrees to assist a 2008 training in Acapulco as long as she's never left alone with him. She's like, do not leave me alone with him and I'll do it. But one night, all the staffers are watching a Bollywood movie in his room. She fell asleep, and when she went to go find her shoes, everyone leaves her. No. As soon as the door clicks, she runs for the door, but then Bikram comes up behind her and pushes her against the door and is, like, groping her and, like, trying to kiss her. And the door opens inward, so because her weight and his weight is against the door, she can't open it. She can't open it. So she ends up fighting him off and escapes. Thank God. And afterward, she alleges that Bikram wouldn't let her teach seminars. He called studios and were like, you shouldn't use her anymore. Disparaging her he name, essentially yeah, he, blacklisting he, he black, her. He blacklists her. Put a pin in that. She- meanwhile, meanwhile, Larissa Anderson was dealing with the fallout of addiction and traumatic sexual assault when she found yoga in 1999. She was only 22 and was introduced to Bikram a few years later by her boyfriend at the time. Gamakio. No! <laughs> Full circle! Gamakio. Yeah. Greg Amusio, who is this, Larissa Anderson is in episode three? Uh-huh. Yoga to the People part I two? So. Or part one? No, part one. So that's episode two. So call back to episode two. Maybe you don't listen to that episode because our too long, audio just is our really audio bad. Is but yeah. you know, it's fine. But so, <laughs> uh, Gamakio, sorry, Gamooch. <laughs> Gamakio. I mean, he's just Gamakio forever. He's Gamakio forever. Yeah. So Gamakio draws the ire of Bikram when he opens up a donation-based studio in New York, Yoga to the People, and starts teaching a 26-posture hot yoga class that Bikram claims belongs to him. Bikram demands that Larissa renounce any connection to him, and she's like, no. And so he exiles her from Bikram Studios. Oh my God. Um, so blacklisted. Eventually, she calls Bikram and apologizes, probably after Gamakio gets another woman pregnant after trying to drug her into a three-way. Remember that yeah, whole situation? Yeah, remember that. She was welcomed back. And one night, she's watching. they're watching a movie. Bikram asks her to massage him. And she starts to nod off because it's late, but then he tries to kiss her. And she was taken aback and was like, no, I, no. Don't, I don't want this. You're like my family. And she goes into full disassociation mode and freezes and he rapes her Mm. years later she had finally gotten out of the financial trouble that gayakio got her into and she takes she takes out a loan to open a bikram studio in seattle in 2011 she assisted a teacher training and bikram tried her to tried to get her to sleep with him 
Like he's like, oh, this is a thing. thing. And then she's like, no. Like I like just, how he keeps saying, like, let's make it a thing. Yeah. Let's make it a thing. And everyone's like, no, no. nobody's making a thing. It's not a thing. Yeah. So then he removes her studio from the Beakram directly. So essentially it ba- it blacklists her. Yeah. It fucks up her business that she just put got everything all these into loans that after she just fixed her life yeah. from Greg Gamuccio. From Gamuccio. So this happens countless times. And I have so I have details of so many allegations. It would take like five episodes to get through all of them. But they all have this like common formula. They are called to Bikram's room to watch a movie, asked to massage him. He increasingly asks that they massage higher up and then he sexually assaults or rapes them. And then too many women are too scared to say anything because he the power he holds his their career in his hands. So he can end them like that. Like Everything they've worked for. And so some women do report it only to be told you need to just make sure you're never alone with him or you just need to separate the teacher from the teaching. Which is fucking ridiculous. So you're putting the responsibility on the woman woman to not get raped. Again. Again. So it's finally in 2012 when Sarah Bond's two-year-old daughter says to her, I want to be just like you when I grow up. I want to teach yoga. And she was like... Oh my god, no. I got to change That's everything. Yeah, this That's whole That's like world, way too dangerous. To... Like it's not safe for you to be a yoga teacher. You could get raped. You're my daughter. I don't want that. Yeah. And she's like, "Okay, something needs to be done because yeah. that's not right." Yeah. So This can't be it. She decides to file a lawsuit. And she was a prominent member of the Brigham community, so she felt like her story would make a difference, but the backlash was insane. Members of the Bikram community were split. Half were disgusted and removed all association with the founder. Others hit Bond hard with just like nastiness, like yeah, they're just being yucky. Like, yeah, just I don't know, I don't understand. But her bravery encouraged other women to come forward. Jill Lawler, another victim of Bikram, said she didn't realize it was so widespread, but that it needed to be stopped. So once she was like, "Oh, it's more people," yeah, then she was like. Okay. And that's when everybody's going to start. Because everyone thinks it's just them. Yeah. It's just them. And then once they realize that other people are being like, it's that thing where, like, like if we're out at a restaurant, not the same, not the same, by the way, but if somebody else doesn't, like, I would stand up for somebody else's discomfort before my own discomfort. Yeah. So it's that. Yeah. So by January 2014, four other women were also suing him for sexual assault, sexual harassment, and rape. At the same time, Mickey Jaffa Bowden was Bikram's legal counsel from 2011 to 2013, and she was abruptly and unlawfully terminated when she started internally investigating the sexual assault claims. Just before Sarah Bond brought her lawsuit, she was, like, looking into it, Mm -hmm. and so she was just immediately let go. She was also a victim of the sexual harassment at the hands of Bikram. She filed for wrongful termination. Good. The trial was wild. Some highlights of the trial and pretrial. Um, he called Mickey's lawyer, Car- Carla Menard, a donkey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. I like it. Because so uh, <laughs> I call everybody, call you call everybody a donkey. donkey. You, you being a donkey. <laughs> When questioning him, she says, I hear you don't like three things. And he interrupts her and says, no, I don't like four things. I'm sorry, mom, again. He says, no, I don't like four things. Cold weather, cold food, cold heart, and cold pussy. And then he, like, and then he like mic drops himself a little bit. Like, I like, bitch, you didn't do your research. I just... 
I told you. you. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, the whole court's like, they're like, oh, he's not doing yeah. himself any favors. I know. So then he tells the court later on, he's like, I don't have any money. I'm bankrupt. I didn't earn money in the previous three years. And the opposing lawyer is like, well, then why did you buy your wife a $350,000 Bentley two weeks ago? I was going to say, did oh, do we have another Rolls Royce hap- moment uh-huh. happening? And he's like, you have a literal warehouse full of Bentleys. And he was like, those aren't mine. Those are the businesses. No, he goes, who do they belong to? And he's like, the state of California. What? And he goes, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, I made a deal with Jerry Brown. I give the state all my Bentleys and he would build a school in my name. And he was like, oh, really? What kind of school? And he was like, engineering. What? (laughs) And he says, "Uh, it's a Bikram School of Engineering for children so they can build Bentleys. start laughing yeah like what the fuck this is such and so then he gets pushed off and he starts going on this rant he's like they're all laughing i healed president nixon he was my second client he's the one that got me my green card because he was so grateful for all the shit i did for him and blah 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 and so then they like pull out they're like well we've actually um subpoenaed the presidential library (laughs) he's never heard of you you're not in any of these How did he get said green card if it was like, you know? Yeah. And so he like leaves that exchange and gives a thumbs up to his lawyers. Like, <laughs> I killed it. We did it. Did you see that? Did you see that? I did it. So I did good. Mickey wins the case. Yeah. But it's like a wrongful termination suit. It has nothing to do with any with of the, the sexual actual, harassment which allegations. Which sucks because I feel like that should have been pulled into it. Yeah. So in January of 2016, she's awarded $6.5 million in punitive damages. Bikram was super pissed. And Mickey's lawyer phrases it so great. She says, quote, it was deeply satisfying to see him run out of the courtroom. He was hot stepping like he was on fire. <laughs> he physically ran out of the cold room. You, yeah, he does. Stepping. He just like, <laughs> like oh my he has it out of there. I just like, find. I must oh, my God, it's see. so good. So in May 2016, he flees back to India and his lawyers are like, no, he's got no intention of returning, returning or paying that money. So he there's a God, what am I trying to say? Arrest warrant out Mm, for him mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. he like which is why he's not coming back to the States. He's like in Mexico somewhere, isn't he? I think he's in India, but he like travels around. So later that year, he goes on real sports with Bryant Gumbel. And is like fully unhinged. And this is where the like I knew that like Bikram was weird and gross, but like I didn't know how weird and gross. And I remember watching this live and I was like shocked. <laughs> it like it it shook me to my core because I was like, Just what the how fuck weird is this and guy? gross he is. Uh-huh. So in the interview. He says he doesn't need to sexually harass women because 5,000 women a day want to have sex with him. Oh, my God. It's so... In fact, four women have killed themselves because he wouldn't have sex with them. And people have spent $1 million for a drop of his sperm. Fuck off. Yeah. The audacity to say something so stupid. Yeah. He then calls Andrea Kramer, the woman interviewing him, trash, and then a dumb fuck. (laughs) Okay. And then he also says very super offensive things about his victims that don't need to be repeated. Yeah, that we're not going to give any light I know. To. But, like, it is wild. Like, he, has, first of all, has the most ridiculous outfit on. 
like more ridiculous than his like speedo I situation. Can't, I can't with I'm looking literally looking at pictures of him standing on people. Yeah. He's, he's wearing like leopard on zebra on like all of these animal prints. He's like, I don't know. He's just wild. Before, after six weeks, <laughs> like the before and afters of taking B crumbs classes. Oh, my God. So stupid. OK, so in May. T- oh, so the L.A. judge issues a warrant for his arrest for failing to pay Mickey and for hiding his remaining assets for liquidation. But then he resumes teacher trainings in Mexico and Spain. That's why least, I thought he went to Mexico. And at least one is attended by Gamacchio. Greg Gamusio. Okay. We keep saying Gamacchio like everyone's going to know. It's such a callback to an old, old yeah, episode. Yeah. Greg Gamusio, the Greg founder Gamusio. of Yoga for the People. Yoga, yoga and Creep. Yeah. Yoga to the People and Creep. Yeah. It is wild that people are still going to his training. Um, in 2019, a Netflix doc was released. I'll sh- link it in the show notes. And more studios distance themselves, but there's like still those holdouts. And they're like, you know, it's a type of yoga. It's not about the name. It's not about the man. It's about the yoga. There used to be yoga studios. I remember off the 163, there was a yoga studio and it said Bikram Yoga on it. Mm-hmm. And I remember he was getting all this like negative, you know, obviously he was, his colors were showing. And then I had driven by it one time and it just said hot yoga. Like yeah. they are ditching the name rightfully so yeah and like the people that aren't i don't get it like why why go why? fuck yourself yeah go fuck yourself yeah. like seriously no literally literally go fuck yourself go find a cork yeah i'm no, just kidding go find a cork <laughs> and a string <laughs> or a string but like i the, i just don't understand like i don't understand giving any light any light or like propping up any guy who's like this gross who's and who has hurt anybody because yoga i mean ahimsa right shamelessly it's like the first like like, proponent thou shall do not harm and just his name does harm yeah so reflect on that go fuck fuck off yeah fuck off in the most yoga way ahimsa but fuck off (laughs) go i hope your third eye gets poked (laughs) i hope you get real hard i hope you get something in your third eye (laughs) yeah no he's awful he's awful um he did i was gonna make you listen to he has a album of songs no he does not but then i didn't want him to get more um listen listens you didn't want so him didn't to get want... not one more download no so <laughs> i was like no we can't no i will not i will not but it's sometimes but it's like, really really so, stupid. so stupid yeah sometimes oh my it's just God. too good it's the first. Oh, he also says, oh, my God, this is, I this is, I have a random like little article down here, but this is a quote from one of them. He says, quote, if they say to me, boss, you must fuck me or I will kill myself, then I do it. If I don't, the karma. Oh, my God. Why? You Why? Must, like, what? Who, oh, my God. He also claims. OK. He Nobody also claims says that, shit like that his yoga cures cancer. It um, rid Janet Reno of her Parkinson's. <laughs> And saved John McEnroe's career. I mean, maybe Didn't yoga Didn't he, does. like, really help? No, it was false. Never mind. What? The, the Gaga? No, I, the Nixon. No, yeah, that wasn't real. No, yeah, I yeah, realized that. that was fake. That was, like, the, his thing, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it heals he had never, He had never heard of him. It was His name didn't appear once in any of the presidential records that of that time. crazy. And he gave, like, a specific date, so they, like, knew where to look. Uh-huh. Then they did a full-on investigation and they were like, oh, no, not once does your name appear. He's like, oh, they're not going to look into this. I'm just going to blink it. I mean, I guess like pre-internet, you could lie and like... Get away with a lot. Get away with a lot, but then... Yeah. That's why sometimes I wonder if like pre-internet, if like the, if this world was always like so bad, we just never knew about it. 
Like all these like Probably. murderers and serial killers and yeah. rapists and you know. Yeah, no, a hundred percent was equally as bad. Yeah, we just had we no just idea. We just because if it was written bubble. about, it was a local paper. Yeah, we just had a bubble we were living in. I know. Yeah, fuck Bikram. Fuck Bikram. So that was that was our He's Bikram episode so that I just cringe. powered through because I just cannot with that yeah, guy. Yeah, it was like there's the background. We had to, but honestly, I feel like he's really paved the way for other nasty motherfuckers. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that because honestly, I love, I like, love yoga so much, and it does so much good for me. But when people are yuck, and have you ever taken a Bikram class? Yeah, in the carpeted room and everything. I don't. Or was it a hot yoga class? It was no. It was in Oceanside. Right behind Oceanside High School. Mm -hmm. It was literally like, I remember going and I regretted drinking. I had like a little bit of Gatorade like 30 minutes before class. And I remember I was going to vomit in class because of the The humidity. Yeah. Well, I don't just how hot it was. But I remember it was a Bikram class. Yeah. I went with an old girlfriend. Shout out, Jeanette. There There was a Bikram studio like down in like the financial district that was close to my school and college and i thought oh i'm gonna go and i walked past one day and it was like carpeted and are they all carpeted usually they were carpeted it was before they had mats so you would just do it on the carpet carpet. oh that is so gross it is so gross and i go and it's like super sweaty this man in teeny teeny shorts bending over so like you could basically like see his butthole yeah and i was like mm, maybe i don't i gotta get out of here yeah maybe did you not do the yoga no i didn't go oh no that was enough for you yeah it would have been really convenient but yeah no i don't remember if the class is carpeted but there is a draw so like there is like so set sequences are nice because there is a draw for like beginners because you know what's coming you can mm-hmm. practice those like over and over again but you know what I love? But the mental abuse isn't, and the emotional no, abuse isn't no, so that. great. Yeah. I love not knowing what's coming. Me too. If I know what's coming, I'm so bored. Yeah. That's, that's why, why I never I really... sequence my classes. I just... Uh, yeah, you freestyle. I freestyle. <laughs> I like it. Honestly, that's... I, I really prefer that. When I know what's coming, I just feel like, mur, mur, I've done this before. I want to work a new muscle, or I want to practice balance, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, challenge something different. Yeah, but... Different structure, different folks. Yeah, I guess. But yeah. So what should we call this one? Um I don't honestly know. Stick a cork in stick a cork in it, Bikram. Your dick hole. Yeah. That's a Stick really a cork in your dick hole. Bikram. The look. Stick a cork in it. Stick a cork in it. I hate you. Yeah. Fuck everybody who does Bikram. Bikram. Okay, maybe not that far. But actually, no. I, I mean, take it back. I re- No, I reaffirm. <laughs> I reaffirm if you are still standing by Bikram. Fuck Fuck you. off. Go fuck. You go stick a cork in it. Fuck you and find your cork. Find that cork. And put it in your smallest. Smallest hole possible. Possible. Sorry, Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> apologizing all day. <laughs> My mom's going to be like, oh, why? What? She's why like, is it You couldn't just say it like one time less. One time less. <laughs> or, or continuous. Sorry, Sydney. Sorry, Sydney. It's, it's the fine. word. I can't. Yeah. That's so uncomfortable. Stick a cork in it, Bikram. Okay. Blech. 
If you would like to support our podcast, we would really, really appreciate it. We have a Patreon at patreon.com slash spiritually fucked. Yeah, you'll get a shout out and access to unedited episodes if you want to hear the crazy um, us bullshitting and stuff that we were like, oh, shit, we got to we got to we're like, I guess I guess we got (laughs) to I guess we got to pull that out, edit it out, edit it out. So that is available on Patreon. Otherwise, if you could rate or review us, that would be wonderful or follow us on Instagram at spiritually F podcast. Please do. We love doing this shit. It we is do. so much we fun. We want to keep doing it and it's super fun. And yeah. And we want to quit our jobs. We do. We want to quit our jobs. <laughs> that way we'll be playing hooky every day. So we can do this just every day. Yeah. More episodes. Yeah. So yeah, that is all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for getting spiritually fucked. Bye. Bye.